The following message was recorded during the Friends of Israel 2010 National Prophecy Conference season. These meetings were held in Winona Lake, Indiana and Lancaster, Pennsylvania. For other audio resources from the Friends of Israel, visit us at foi.org. I have six uh, major points that we'd like to touch on and then fill in some of the details for you. The first point that we want to see is the scripture that's mentioned here in Daniel in verse number 4. And it says here, But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. Now, what is all this saying? Well, it's saying that uh, Daniel's, first of all, to preserve uh, the writings of this book, the book of Daniel. And uh, he is to uh, seal it up, and it's to be sealed. And the word sealed doesn't mean that it's to be hidden. That's not the idea that's being presented here. The word sealed means to secure it, protect it, treasure it so that it will be there at the end times and can be opened up during the time of trouble, which is Jacob's trouble, the great tribulation. And so that's the idea here. It's to be sealed. Now, this book is to be sealed and preserved, but men who will look at it down through uh, the centuries, for the most part, will not understand it in Israel. Why? Well, remember that uh, Doug Bookman spoke on the, in the first hour, and he mentioned that uh, Revelation is progressive. You remember what he said? Step by step. God is unfolding or revealing his plan and program. And so uh, many would read the book of Daniel but not understand it because the program has not been fleshed out. It has not been progressively revealed. Now we who are living in this generation, we believe we're living in the last days, uh, we have the completed revelation of God's word. And so we can look at the word, we can compare scripture, and we can understand much of what Daniel is saying. Because we can look back in history, we can see how the time of the Gentiles unfold, how the Messiah came forth, and so we can understand this. But Daniel, in his day, was not able to understand, and uh, others with him, a lot of what is being said here. Now, uh, it's quite different from the book of the Revelation that John uh, wrote. You remember in the book of the Revelation, uh, the Revelation that was written, uh, the, uh, the Apostle John said that uh, this is to be unfolded and revealed. And this is what he said in Revelation chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written in it, for the time is at hand. You see, the time is at hand. Now, what John is saying about the book of, uh, of Revelation, read it, receive it, and respond to it. But that was not the case in Daniel's day with this book. But we can uh, understand it. Now, 
There's also a pursuit that's going to take place here in verse 4, and we've read the text. Many shall run to and fro. Now, this makes good preaching by some today. Many shall run to and fro, and uh, they tie it in to our current generation saying, well, look, we've got uh, jet aircraft. We can, uh, you know, be fly from New York to Israel in, what, uh, maybe 12 hours since we're going east. Uh, you can fly to Europe in a few hours. You can go to South America. We can travel the globe very, very quickly. And our cars are fast. You can just go down the... Uh, well, not I-30 too fast out here, but uh, you can go down some of the super highways pretty fast. In our area, they say they're going to raise the uh, speed limit on Interstate 64 to 70 miles an hour. Well, it's a racetrack at 75 miles an hour now. And you see people uh, running to and fro very fast. And men preach this, boy, this is a sign in the latter days. That's not what the text is saying at all. It's not talking about getting around the world very quickly or down the highway quickly. The idea here is many are going to run to and fro. The idea here is to study the Word of God, seek for answers to the prophecy of Daniel and other prophecies. That's the idea here. And it says here, knowledge shall increase. Well, boy, do men uh, uh, play upon that. I've read so much how knowledge is increasing in these last days, and it's doubling, and uh, boy, it's going to increase more and more. And we have computers, and we have knowledge. I have a little iPod here I have in my hand. Do you know I have 1,500 books on this little thing? I have access to the whole world right here in the palm of my hand. You talk about knowledge increasing. It's here, and this is just the beginning. But that's not what the Bible is saying here. The idea here is that uh, knowledge is going to be opened up and increased concerning the last days and what Daniel is saying here. I believe you have to couch this in what the context of what Daniel is saying here. And so the idea, people are going to go running to and fro and trying to seek the knowledge of what Daniel is saying here because they're going to be in a time of trouble. They're going to want to answer. They're going to want to know what is happening upon the face of the earth, especially to the nation of Israel, and Daniel wrote about it and revealed it here in his book. So um, I believe that it's speaking of uh, the time of the Great Tribulation and not our time. I will admit there is a famine today for the Word of God in most places. I've been talking to many of you and you say, I'm not getting good expository preaching in our church and I have to drive 35 miles to try to find a good church where somebody is teaching the Word of God to us. And that is true. Uh, there is a famine in certain areas of our world and country for the Word of God. 
Now, I'm thankful for people like Menno. You know, Menno, what he preached today, and he ran out of time, he's preaching that way in Israel. That's why people are flocking. They're hungry to know the Word of God from somebody who's going to rightly divide it, open it up, and present it so that they can hear the voice of God, know what God is saying in His Word. But there's a famine today, I believe, in many areas for the Word of God. But the people in the tribulation are going to seek truth and they are going to uh, try to find out an answer to what is happening to them in that context. Now the second point that I want you to see is the setting here in Daniel, verses 5 through 7. Now the context here is that Daniel is in his 80s. Um, he uh, had watched, uh, well, the year around 536, he had watched uh, Zerubbabel take uh, about 50,000 Jewish people back to Babylon, uh, uh, and they went back there to uh, rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, rebuild the city, and um, uh, they were hoping that this would be uh, the freedom and the peace that they had hoped for and looked for since they had uh, been emancipated from the Babylonian uh, captivity. But sad to say that uh, this uh, would not be the case for Israel, and it has not been the case for Israel down through the centuries. But here in verse 5, you'll notice the location. It says here that um, uh, Daniel is down by the river, the bank of the river, and that is the bank of the Tigris River. And so he is standing down here by this bank, and uh, in verse 5, let me just read it to you here. Then I, Daniel, looked, and behold, there stood two others, and one on this side of the bank of the river, and the other on that side of the bank of the river. So he sees two uh, individuals here, one on each side of the Tigris River. Who are these? Well, these are angelic. They're angels. That who, that's who he's seeing here uh, um, on either side of the bank of the river. And then you look at verse number 6, and he says, And one said to the man clothed in linen, who was above the waters of the river, How long shall it be? to the end of these wonders. And so you have one angel asking a man standing above the river uh, how long until the wonders of these things are are fulfilled. Now, who is the man standing uh, above the water? Well, I think you have to go back to chapter 10 and look at verses 5 and 6 here. There is a description given of the one who is standing above the river. Daniel speaking, and by the way, this last vision begins with chapter 10 and really runs through chapter uh, 12. And this is what Daniel says in verse 5. Then I lifted up mine eyes and looked, and behold, a certain man clothed with uh, linen whose loins were girded with the gold of Uphaz, His body also was like the burl, and his face like the appearance of lightning, 
and his eyes uh, like lamps of fire, and his arms and his feet in color uh, like to polish bronze, and the voice of his words like the voice of a multitude. Now there's controversy over who this might be, but if you were to ask me who I think it might be, I believe it is a theophany, it's an appearance of God, or as we would say, a pre-incarnate uh, Lord Jesus Christ who is speaking unto the prophet Daniel. Uh, we won't take time to turn there, but if you were to go over to Revelation chapter 1 and look at verses 13 through 17 and uh, chapter 2 verse 18, you would notice that there is really a parallel between the Lord Jesus Christ and how he appeared unto John in his post-resurrection glorified body ministry and uh, how he is appearing here to Daniel. And so I believe it's a pre-incarnation of the Lord Jesus Christ that we see here. Now the angel asked him a question in verse 5 of chapter 12. And the question, how long will it be to the end of these wonders? What wonders is that referring to? I believe he is referring here to the prophecies of Daniel chapter 11, verse 40 through uh, verse 3 that we saw in the first session yesterday. I believe what he is saying is, how long will it be until this comes to fulfillment? How long will this last? How long will this time of trouble, and we know it will be the Antichrist persecuting Israel, and then bringing Israel to a place of resurrection reward. How long will it be? Well, the Lord here gives him a, two, uh, a twofold answer in verse number 7. And verse 7 states, And I heard uh, the man clothed in linen who was above the waters of the river. Uh, then he held up his right hand and his left hand, hand unto heaven, and swore by him who liveth forever that it shall be for a time, times, and a half, and when he shall have accomplished the breaking uh, up of the power of the holy people, all these things shall be finished. Now what is he saying here? He's saying... First of all, it's going to be for a time, a time, and a half a time. It's going to be for three and one-half years when you put all that together. The three and one-half years is the time of the Great Tribulation, the 1260 days that are mentioned in that context. And the breaking up of the power of the holy people that he spoke about here in verse 7 is referring to breaking up of Israel's self-sufficiency. I believe that the tribulation will be a time when Israel will be brought to her knees, she'll be brought to a place where she'll cry out for God, and it'll be the tribulation that God will use to bring Israel to a place of 
of repentance and regeneration. Now, you remember in Rennie's message when he was speaking on 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 yesterday that he touched on this concept. Israel has to be brought to a place where she's going to cry out to God, repent of her sin, be regenerated, and that's going to happen when Jesus comes back to set up the kingdom. Now, it also says in verse 7 here, that uh, the Lord who is standing above the river uh, made an oath. He swore by him who liveth forever and ever. Who is he speaking of? I believe he's speaking of God the Father here. And he is saying, this oath that I am giving you, it is truthful. You can be assured of my words. It's from the sovereign, eternal God. And Daniel, what is being revealed to you and what others will read down through the centuries is from God the Father, and you can count that on it that it's going to be fulfilled or come to fruition. Well, the clock starts ticking when? The start, clock starts ticking when the Antichrist again comes on the world stage and makes the covenant with a literal, physical Israel. Daniel 9.27, and that begins Daniel's 70th week, the seven-year period of the tribulation. Now, the third point that I want you to see in this context here is the statement from Daniel in verses 8 and 9. Uh, you'll notice here uh, his comprehension, verse 8. I heard, but I understood not. Now he hears the words, but he doesn't really know uh, what the Lord is giving to him here. And he's, he's rather puzzled or perplexed by what he is hearing. And he is curious in verse 8. What will be the end of these things? When will Israel be delivered? Tell me uh, clearly and pointedly, when is all this going to happen? Well, the answer is given in verse 9. And he said, Go thy way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. He's given an answer. He's saying it's going to happen in the time of the end. When will that be? Well, that'll be in the last half of the tribulation. In verse uh, 4, in verse 7, in verse 13, in this chapter, mentioned the time of the end. And so uh, Daniel's not going to be around at that time. And so God is telling Daniel, Daniel, you will not be here at the time of the end. The words of this book are closed and sealed. It will not be unfolded and opened until that time. Well, there's another command here to Daniel in verse 9. Go thy way, Daniel. Stop asking uh, for answers. It's not going to be given to you. Now, you know, if you were Daniel and uh, you saw a pre-incarnate Lord stand before you that gave you a great revelation, first of all, you would be awestruck. 
Uh, secondly, uh, you would be thrilled that you received this revelation. You would be excited that it was given to you by an oath that it's going to come true. But then to have uh, the word given, go your way, Daniel, you're not going to receive what all this means. Uh, that would be a little deflating, I guess, in one's personality. But uh, uh, I'm sure Daniel accepted it. He understood. But he sure would have liked to have received an answer to, uh, from the Lord on this. Well, the apostles, remember, uh, the Lord had uh, uh, ministered uh, with them for 40 days after his, uh, in his post-resurrection ministry, after he'd been resurrected from the grave. And uh, you'll remember in Acts chapter 1 and verse, verses 6 and 7, they asked him a question. They asked him, Lord, are you going to restore the kingdom now? And uh, he told them, it was not for you to know, you know, the times that God was going to do this. Well, uh, so he got a similar answer. They got a similar answer to what Daniel received uh, when uh, he was told about this. You know, uh, oftentimes we're very curious and we ask a lot of questions. How long, Lord, and how will all of this end up? And uh, we have the Word of God and we can pour over it and we can exegete it as the speakers have been doing. We can put it in historical context as we've been hearing. Uh, we can receive... Uh, Certain information, but the, 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 the deeper you dig in the treasure trove of God's Word, what happens? The more questions you have, and the deeper the questions uh, are. And uh, there are a lot of questions that all of us have concerning the Word of God that we know there's, we're not going to receive in the, the, the whole full answer to. There are times when we don't know when things are going to really be fulfilled. There are situations where we don't have enough of the Word of God to really answer the uh, question uh, that somebody's asking. I've had a lot of uh, questions asked to me, and I have to be honest and say I can't give you an answer to that because there's not enough revelation on that. Well, Deuteronomy... 29.29 is a good verse when it comes to uh, answers on some of these things. The Word tells us, and this is in the law, the secret things are known only by God. There are some things that I don't think we're going to find out an answer to until we get to glory. There are some things that we will not find out in our lifetime but will be revealed uh, to the generations that will come after us. And there's some things in the time of the Great Tribulation that people are going to realize how horrific it is when God pours out His wrath upon mankind. And, 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 and Rennie touched on some of this. You'll remember yesterday. And uh, uh, it's only being in that context will you... Uh, understand the impact of all of that that's stated in the Word of God. And so Daniel is not going to be given uh, an answer of 
for these things yet because revelation hasn't progressively been revealed. I think that we need to come to the Word of God, study the Word, receive it, grapple with these things, and uh, get as much insight as we can, but be content with the revelation that we have been given. Often we only have the big outlined picture, but we do not have uh, the complete understanding of some of these things like we'd like. Now, if you need more understanding, wasn't it great how Menno could stand up here and unfold the Hebrew to you and tell you what the Hebrew means? That ought to whet your appetite to say, well, I want to study Hebrew. You say, well, I can't study Hebrew. There are all kind of computer programs out there. You can start studying Hebrew. There are all kinds of helps, and there are... Uh, books that you can get and, and study what these words mean and scholars have unfolded them. So if there's a word you don't understand, go to a lexicon and try to see and find the meaning to it so that you can have a better understanding of the Word of God. That's not only Hebrew, but that could be Greek as well. Renny gave us uh, some Greek words, didn't he? Well, you say, ooh, I didn't know that was what that word meant. Well, you can know more, and you can know the tenses, and you can parse the words, as we say, by just going and doing a little study in lexicons. And we can uh, really deepen our knowledge of God's Word. Well, Daniel would not be given an answer. The fourth thing that I want you to see in the text is found in verse 10, and it's the salvation that is revealed to Daniel. It says in verse 10, Many shall be purified and made white and tested, but the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. Now, first of all, this is talking about the righteous here. Many shall be purified, made white, and tested. I believe this is speaking about those who are going to go through the tribulation. You remember I mentioned yesterday there's going to be the 144,000 flaming Jewish evangelists, Revelation chapter 7, 12,000 from the 12 tribes of Israel. They have a seal put upon them. They cannot be hurt. They cannot uh, be killed. They're going to go out, and as Matthew chapter 24, verse 14 says, they're going to preach the gospel, the kingdom, and all the world. And uh, as they preach the gospel, the kingdom, many are going to come to a saving knowledge of the Lord. It says in Revelation chapter 7, uh, through verses 7 through 9 there, that uh, uh, there's going to be a mixed multitude from every tribe and every nation uh, that are going to be saved. And there's going to be a mixture of Jew and Gentiles who come to a saving knowledge of the Lord. Now, many of them are going to be martyred for their faith, and uh, they've washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb, as it is stated in chapter 7 as you read on. But um, 
these are going to be the safe. Uh, they're purified. Their sin is going to be removed. They are made white or spotless. They're going to be tested, and that word tested really means refined. Now, um, the wise shall understand. I believe what it's saying here is those who read this, and that could be Jew and Gentile at this time, during the time of the tribulation, those who are wise are going to understand what is being said by Daniel as they study it, and they're going to come to a saving knowledge of the Lord. But there are rebels that are mentioned here in verse 10 as well. The wicked shall do wickedly, and none shall understand. Now, uh, I believe the wicked here are those living during the time of the tribulation. Remember in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, when you look at verses, I believe it's uh, uh, 10 and 11 or around there, that uh, there are going to be uh, people living in that time that are going to believe the lie of the Antichrist, and they have no love for the truth. I believe these people are going to be blinded to truth. They have committed themselves to follow and lockstep behind the Antichrist and his rule, and they are not going to have truth. There are two groups of people here, the wise who are those who will come to the Lord and then the wicked who are those who will be blinded to truth and will not understand and will be lost. In 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 11 it says they are given strong delusion that they should believe the lie of the Antichrist. So they're spiritually blind. They don't come to the Lord, but there is that remnant uh, that will experience salvation during this time. Now there are 75 days that are mentioned here in verses 11 and 12. And let me just read these texts to you. And from the time that the daily sacrifice shall be taken away and the abomination that maketh desolate set up, there shall be a thousand two hundred and ninety days. Blessed is he that waiteth and cometh to the uh, a thousand three hundred and uh, five and thirty days. Now there are two sets of days that are mentioned here. Uh, the first set of days is uh, 1,290 days. How long is the last half of the tribulation going to last? 1,260 days. And so the first set of days here are 30 days that are added. Now it talks about the abomination of desolation. This has been mentioned a number of times during the conference you remember Matthew chapter 24, verse 15, again, uh, the Antichrist is going to commit the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet. This takes place at the, when he breaks the covenant with the nation of Israel and deals with the last three and a half years of the tribulation. Well, this abomination which he has committed where he has uh, 
brought uh, abomination, desolation, and destruction. This is going to have to all be done away with. And this has to be cleaned up. And I believe the last uh, 30 days will be the cleansing uh, of this tribulation temple or even destroying this tribulation temple, uh, doing away with it, doing away with all the evil that he had manifested. And the last 30 days of, uh, the, at the, after the end of the tribulation will be given over to this time. And now what about the uh, 45 days that are mentioned here that we read about in verse 12? Uh, the blessed are going to be waiting for this time. I believe this is speaking about 75 days, or 45 days rather, that is going to be at the end of that time to set up the millennial kingdom. There's going to be the participants of the millennial kingdom and they are the righteous who are going to enter into the kingdom and they're entering in in their natural body. Now remember that uh, after the Lord comes back to the earth there is going to be the judgment of the nations. Matthew chapter 25 verse 31 through 46 uh, spells all of that out. There is going to be the separating of the wicked from the righteous, the sheep from the goat. The goats are going to be taken out and they're going to be done away with. These are the unsaved people and they're going to be cast into the lake of fire prepared for the devil and his angels. The righteous who are the sheep people, the Lord says, enter into the kingdom prepared for you. They are going to be able to enter in. The wise, the righteous, who survived the time of the great tribulation are going to go in, repopulate, procreate, repopulate the earth at that time, and uh, it'll be a, a mixture of Jew and Gentiles. Gentile, Jews that survive will be in Israel. They will be uh, the ministers of God. They will be those who are, uh, the Gentiles will come up, take the hold of the skirt or the fringe of the garment, him who is a Jew and want to learn from him. And so uh, the participants here are the righteous in this kingdom. There's going to have to also be a preparation of this time where the uh, Jerusalem uh, and uh, Israel will be uh, cleansed from all the uh, weapons that were brought up uh, at the time of Armageddon. The land is going to have to be cleansed from Armageddon. There's going to be a political new government set up uh, in the Millennial Kingdom, and I believe during that time it will be established and then there will be the promises that are fulfilled to Israel at that time. Well, um, you say all that in 45 days? Well, it'll be a start in 45 days. I'm sure it's going to take longer than that. But uh, uh, a time to do away with the wickedness of the Antichrist and set up the glorious kingdom for the Lord. And then the last point that I want you to see this morning is security 
for Daniel in verse 13. But go thou thy way till the end be, for thou shalt rest and stand in thy lot in the end of days. Picture here is a reminder to Daniel, first of all, go your way till the end, Daniel. You're not going to find out what all this means, but in the end you shall know. He is to rest. Thou shalt rest. He will rest in death until that day. He will be resurrected here. He's going to stand in his lot at that time. I believe just before the second coming of the Lord, there's going to be the resurrection that is mentioned here in Daniel chapter 2 of the righteous, and they're coming back with the Lord as they're in their glorified body as he sets up his kingdom. And uh, Daniel will be in that lot. And he will be rewarded at that time. He will be raised, as we've said, and receive his inheritance. Well, uh, there you have Daniel chapter 12. And uh, it's a great chapter, needs to be studied, and uh, needs to be understood.